Welcome back to the Edge Podcast. Changes are coming this week, folks. We are excited to announce that we are adding a third host to the podcast. We'd love to welcome Connor Blass. Connor is most well-known for his number one spot on the most logged hours on Simon leaderboard. Seriously, ask this guy about any stat on any franchisee or DM in the company. Sales, production, booking percentage, cold call hours, doesn't matter. He'll tell you. So brace yourself for this knowledge-filled muscle shirt of a human, and let's get started. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to another weekly episode of the Edge Podcast. How are you doing today, Jacob? Good, you? Pretty good, pretty good. My day's uh, been pretty relaxed. How about you, Connor? How's your day been so far? It's been pretty good so far. Just doing some driving around, checking in on different franchisees, got a new phone, little bits and pieces. That's cool. Yeah, you had a pretty like relaxed part in the summer, hey? Like as a district manager, you're mostly just kind of making sure things go smooth, making sure like if people have like last second questions, you're kind of available, stuff like that, hey? Kinda, yeah. It, it, it's relaxed in the sense of everyone's production is, is for the most part running itself. Everyone's pretty self-sufficient. They know what they're doing. They don't really need me and the other DMs nearly as much as they would have a couple months ago. But all that means for us is that our, fo- our focus is now shift on, shifted towards, say, relationships, towards getting people to sign back, towards recruiting, towards the other areas that we need to be looking at with, like, of, with, with the future in mind. Because it's as with everything here, it's, if we just stop working right now, it's cool. Like, we probably could stop, like, work less hard than we currently are. But that would screw us over for September, make recruiting harder, then that would screw us over for next year, and it's just would snowball, right? Yeah, I think we're at like a part in the year where, um, like you kind of talked on our last Zoom about, like the complacency factor starts to creep in a bit. But it's it's very interesting because you can still like we still have a month and a half technically left, or like a month and almost two weeks. Um, so there's still like a lot of time to to do stuff and make the most out of the end of the summer and. I know like now is a huge push for a lot of people to either make or break Mexico. Obviously two to three weeks from now will be like a really big telltale. But um, if you like start setting it in motion now, instead of like waiting for two weeks and being like, oh crap, I need to produce two 30K payrolls and I've only ever done 15, um, that makes it quite a bit more difficult. Something that I did, something that Jacob did, I think. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I had a couple of close calls in in my years franchising too. And it's, it's not even just working on people or working with people for those big Mexico pushes. It's also to work with them to help fix the little problems that everyone's finding now. Um, that way they're, it's easier to deal with next year because especially for people who are coming back, there's no reason to start working on things next year when they can right now. On like the Mexico topic, what was like, because obviously you like, you didn't make it in your third year, which yeah. is like. It was like a huge, it was like a letdown for you. And you said it was like something, uh, like you told me once that it was like something that uh, you kind of had to go through in order to be like a better like coach in the future and d- uh, district manager. So like, 
obviously it's it's you know making mexico is awesome but like those people where they really wanted to make mexico and like they're not gonna like how are you approaching that currently uh that's actually a really good question for the people who like for the most part the people of mine specifically that have or that are going to be in mexico have already made it there and they've are going to clear the line by quite a lot um and then the other people who aren't going to make mexico are pretty aware that they're not going to be there so it's not something that i'm really having to encounter so far this year of having somebody who is in or who wants to be in mexico who's just not going to make it and is unaware of it but i'm sure it's something that like say like brooklyn or jordan or ashley or some others have have dealt with a lot more I know you said that uh, you had like one or two franchise owners who are kind of trying to like do a late push. Did that change or not Um, not really? Or is is it just kind of like unrealistic? Yeah, I still have. So one is still pushing pretty hard for it. Um, We've had some work shift around up here in Northern Alberta and it put them, it it made Mexico a lot more of an attainable goal again. Um, But right now that franchisee is just really, um, taking a step back and seeing if they can produce the work because can they book it absolutely can they produce it that's the big question that we're both talking about right now and it's one of the things that they're because before we had the work shift around they weren't really on track to have the bookings for it so they had almost accepted that they weren't going to be there so now with this newfound hope it's really cool to see them them really kick it up again but at the same time, if they have all this hope and they push and they work their ass off for it and then they just miss it by just a little while, um, it'll it'll be tough for, for both them and myself, especially because this is because they haven't made it in the past. And it would be something that I would have to have a really good sit down with them and kind of break down like why, like what what led up to it. And if they were to come back next year, what they could do differently to make sure that they could get there. Well, yeah, I mean, like, we're in July, right? So, like, now is time. Well, I, I mean, yeah, now is the time to push, like I said. But um, obviously, like, maybe, like, from my perspective, what could have changed is just, like, having more earlier, right? Absolutely. There is, like, also still time, obviously, to to switch it around. Like, <clears throat> like obviously, we have that extra, like, two payrolls, basically, because usually the Mexico deadline would be, like, next payroll, right? Um, so obviously we've got an extra two payrolls, which like, it's tough in August. Cause like, it's obviously if you're, if, if you book, even if you book a bunch, like if you don't have the manpower, like you don't have the manpower, you know, I know, I know that's something, uh, a lot of people struggle with. And like in my first year, it was a manpower problem. Like I had to, you know, like I was, I was quite off and I was able, I was lucky enough, you know, like. Riley lent me some of his painters for like three days and I think Faith lent me like her painters for like a couple days or something like like I was able to find like you know but it's I don't know like I think you gotta like people have to figure it out on their own like to, to a degree like you can only help them out so much they have to go out and like figure out how am I gonna like solve this issue of like producing the work that I need to get to you know well, and, like, there's no shame, too, like, because I know we were talking about this before the podcast started, Jacob, but uh, in, like, working in your business to get there. Like, I know in my first year, same thing, manpower problem, and it was, like, one and a half payrolls out, and I knew I needed another 10 grand or so, 
So I just basically like just worked for two and a half, three weeks straight, like 10 hour days to make up that 10 K discrepancy in labor that I needed that I like wasn't finding. Um, and like, is it the best use of my time? Like in my business now, definitely not. But like at the time it was a hundred K business and like, is it my best use of time at that point? Like, yeah, maybe because I'm making like a lot more money per job, but also like if that's what you need to do to, to get to the incentive trip, like there's no shame in that, you know, like if you have to pay for, for three, four weeks, like, and that's, what's going to get you to your production number that you need to, like, maybe that's what you need to do. Like get your sales and then, and then paint, (laughs) you know? Yeah. It's, it's just about putting it all together and figuring it out, you know? Yeah. But anybody have any interesting stories from this week? I have a few. Um, I got like one, I mean, we're, we're doing this job. That's like a nine grand job. It's pretty much everything inside a house. And we've been trying to do these flat ceilings and I think we're on like our fourth go round of trying to finish them. And it's just not coming out like this last one. It looks pretty much perfect, but the client's just one of those people that is never satisfied. And yeah, we've spent, I think the the ceilings were quoted for like 24 hours for everything. And we've spent probably like 60 hours on them. So like tripled like what we were sh- supposed to do. Um, and they're, they're, they're as good as they're going to get. But every time, like every single evening, the client goes home because it's like a, it's a house they're moving into. Um, every like evening at like 10 o'clock, I get a picture of the ceilings saying they're not good. You need to come redo them again. And I'm <laughs> like, all right. Um, so that's just been quite a time for me this week and both me and Natasha are just like completely over it like we can't wait till this job is done because just you know like there's those odd clients you just can't please but on top of like losing some painters and stuff it just definitely hasn't made this week enjoyable to say the least so yeah yeah for sure my my painters uh broke a sink yesterday like oh no literally like a full-on porcelain sink just cracked open um, Ow. so apparently it actually wasn't fully their fault uh which we found out later like uh, so basically my my painter and she she's like a tiny girl like five foot nothing like 100 pounds like kind of thing so I was like, I was like, what did, like, you had to be, I've been standing on it, but it's like one of those ones, like, it's, it's not even like a full bathroom. It's just like the one where it's like, it's like that, like, it's like round. And then there's like a stand or something on it. Like, a, yeah, yeah. Um, and she was like, no, I literally was like leaning on it and it just toppled over. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I feel like that's not supposed to happen, but <laughs> that's whatever. So, it's pretty hard to do. <laughs> funny enough, one of my painters, Merlin goes, uh, like I came by to look at it and, uh, I was like, geez, you know, like I'm thinking like, I'm going to have to hire a plumber. We're going to have to fix this. It's going to be like 600 bucks or whatever. And Merlin, uh, Merlin like pulls up on his phone. He's like, yo, I just found this like it's at Lowe's hundred bucks. Um, if, if he's like, he, he, he goes, if you, and, and then I'm like, okay, great. But like, I don't know how to fucking install a sink. And he's like, yeah, I've installed like a bunch of sinks before. Like such a random skill that this yeah. guy has. Like <laughs> Just problem solving abilities. <laughs> hey, absolutely. Like, yeah, you still get it. Like he, he's like, obviously like I, I'm not going to buy it, but he's like, if you want to go buy it, I was like, all right. So it actually turned out it wasn't too bad, but, uh, 
Yeah, then I had a couple painters quits that, uh, like, yesterday gave me, like, two days notice, which is uh, super professional, obviously. Um, and they were, like, they were obviously, like, a couple... They, they weren't just, like, any painters. Like, they were a couple painters that I was kind of counting on to, to paint for the whole summer. So, that was just kind of disappointing. But, uh, yeah, so that was kind of, like I said, I had a bit of a whack day yesterday. But uh, this morning, I woke up and... Uh, one of my clients took me to the shooting range, taught me how to shoot a gun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fun. Appar- apparently, I'm pretty good, he says. I'm a natural. Just an absolute natural, hey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you? How many yards out were you? What were you shooting? It was a Glock 9mm, and uh, I think we shot 250 bullets. How far? Oh, how far? Oh, oh, like it was like a range. Like, I, I don't know what the like, like 25 yards? Was probably something like that yeah that sounds right that but we were like we did like some five some tens what's that i said how many shots on paper per clip out on average dude i don't just know. <laughs> i'm trying to figure things out man. Just <laughs> ripping out these I don't questions know, man. I, I hit i hit three i all i know is 15 yards out i hit three shots in a row uh right on the bullseye that's actually really impressive for someone who hasn't yeah. really shot before. Yeah, it was like it was like boom, 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 and then the rest were like all over the paper after that. But like those first three shots, I literally like I could kind of see it, and uh, and like I I tur- I put the gun down and like turned around, and looked at Jay, and I was like, like did you see that? Did you he actually, see that? <laughs> yeah, pretty sure he got it on video too. So he's probably pretty wide-eyed too. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was fun. I mean, yeah, it was like interesting. Uh, shooting a real gun like i've shot guns before but not like a actual um like like i've shot like like uh you don't like a 22 like airsoft kind of kind of thing yeah it's like borderline a gun like you can kill gophers that, with that basically kind of <laughs> yeah yeah well i i did i have killed go like I, I killed a squirrel and a gopher with one so you can for sure you have to have a really good shot but like you can <laughs> But, well, there's something uh, about a handgun. Like, I think, like, a lot of people have shot, like, a twenty two. you know? Like, it's just such a typical gun for, like, a dad to have, you know? And, uh, yeah. Just putting a pistol in your hand and just going to town well, the on Glock, it. Well, the Glock's, like, one of the easiest guns to handle, too. It so is. That, that's it why is. I, the I think that's why natural. he started. Yeah, I think that's why he started, started me off with the, with the Glock is because it's, like, literally, like, the easiest thing to, uh, to, to handle. Like, it, it just, like, there's very low kickback. Um, it's pretty light. It's, uh, got a really nice, comfortable grip. So, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That was my morning. It's pretty interesting. I smell like gunpowder and lead. Like I can just smell it on myself. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Connor's like, yeah, it's just a typical hey, Tuesday only for in, me. <laughs> only in Alberta. Can you have a client that that'll take you out and to teach you how to shoot a gun? And he wants know, to go with me amazing. again. You wouldn't He's see like, that yeah, in DC. You're free. Yeah. He's just going to bring a bigger gun next time. Yeah, well, he was going to bring a shotgun, but he, like, sold it yesterday, like, spontaneously. It's not fun at the range. Yeah. Oh, they aren't? No. No, shotguns are more fun just when you're out just shooting skeet. Hmm. It's just what – because you'll shoot buckshot, you'll have 100 pellets, and it's a 12-inch target. If you manage to miss that, something's wrong. (laughs) Like, something's very wrong. That's yeah, fair. fair. <laughs> no, but, yeah, because yeah, shotgun spread. Yeah, that's cool. How about you, Connor? Have you got any interesting stories from the week or 
any uh, tips of information or anything for, for people kind of going into the later ports of the summer? Sure. I actually, I've had a similar conversation with a lot of my franchisees recently, um, just about about different painters, I guess. Like, it's kind of good to piggyback off, um, just because, Jacob, you said you just lost a couple painters. And it's it can happen really unexpectedly at this time of the year, because one of the things that you run into is that no longer are your painters looking at it as a, as a full summer job. They're not looking at it as, as a, I'm here for the rest of the summer. There's so much time left. Probably by now, everyone has talked to their, talked to their painters about their last day. And now that they have a last day, you run into the issue of, I have two weeks left. I have 10 days left. I have a week left, five days, four days, three days whatever right so you run the risk of people's quality drastically decreasing and not only that whenever somebody has is is more of a i guess we can just call it more more of a, of a finite mindset as they have an end date in minds at any given point you're <laughs> it sounds harsh to say but your your painters are really only ever at this time of the year one bad client a bad situation a bad phone call a crappy project away from just quitting because it's so close and for a lot of them they've made the money they need to make student loans come in in two three weeks and there's no there's no real downside for them in quitting and if they're willing to quit at this point in the year the likelihood of them giving a two weeks notice is very slim yeah i agree and i mean that's like what i was worried about with this project like these two painters have had to like and it was your old painter actually um which is funny enough but having to redo these ceilings four times like i put them on it because i specifically know like they're probably the only two people who have like the patience to like have to do that over and yeah, over that, and over that, again that without has quitting a lot of patience, especially from one yeah. i gave him last year <laughs> yeah exactly and like the good thing about jacob's situation although it's not good is that he like continued to hire throughout the summer which is something a lot of people forget to do um yeah I'm so he had re- extra painters to replace like that's immediately so what that's not lucky it's just like you it's good it's very fortunate should i say instead well it's yeah that's just being like aware of like the fact that like you never know what can happen and like having those spares is like it's just as important now as it is in may right like probably even more so because like you just said like that one poor project or like Maybe that one week where it's 30 degrees out and they're sweating their ass off painting outside. Like, they're like, yeah, no, I'm done. Like, I want to go camp for the rest of the summer and, like, do stuff with my friends. Like, I don't need this job, you know? Well, yeah. that was exactly, like, the, this, you know, like these two guys, like, quitting yesterday was, like, completely out of left field. You know, like, I, I was, like, not expecting it. You know, I was totally, like, they were at the bottom of my list of, like, painters who were potentially going to quit before they finish. Really? You know? Yeah. Like, fully, like, I was, like... I was I was a little bit taken aback. So um, yeah, it can it really can happen like it, it, to to anybody and like any of your painters could quit. Like even the ones that you think for sure are gonna be. Well, that's like the girl that quit on me on on Tuesday evening. Um, she worked like Monday and Tuesday and then quit. She said like that's pretty funny. The uh, <laughs> the labor aspect of it was just like unheard of and like. She texted me Wednesday morning saying that she couldn't come in because she couldn't even stand because the painting was so laborious and stuff. And I, w- I was like, kind of laugh. Like, I was like, are you, like, come on. Like, yes, I know it's like, it's a labor intensive job. But like, this girl like didn't come out of like a customer service role. Like, she was like a house cleaner for a hotel. So like, that's a laborious as fuck job. Like, that is a hard, hard job to do. So I was like, she's going to be great. And she also mentioned in the interview, like, 
hey, I know there's a month left. If like every, everything goes well and like I can prove myself to you, like efficiency wise, like can I come back next summer? I'd love to secure a job for next year. And then two days li- into the job, she quit. So like, yeah, oh, it, that's that one. Yeah, that's, she, that's wild. Literally, <laughs> literally, like you never know like who's gonna quit, why they're gonna quit. Like, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, especially at the end of the summer, like like Connor said, like I've noticed it every single year of like again, like in a painter's mind, like just the complacency just creeping in and. Um, well, this wow. next pad meeting is super important, I assume, of just like, hey, you know, like the clients in August deserve exactly the same level of work as the clients in May, you know? Yeah. Well, last year, I mean, like one guy, like we were three days away from finishing all of our work and uh, two guys just up and quit like day of. They they said, yep, this is our last day. We're done. Wow. <laughs> and that's what they said. looked me in the eye and just said, I'm done. Cause they, we had just gone through like, you know, kind of a bullshit job. It was like, you know, one of these guys, he wants us to call, he's got a wood siding house. He wants us to caulk under all the fucking boards. And like, it was, a, it was a stupid job, you know? And, uh, and his house is going to rot. Finished up. <laughs> yeah. Fin- finished up the job and li- literally like just comes up to me. He's like, yeah, today's my last day. I- I'm done. <laughs> I was like, all righty. Like that's, that's awesome. Guess I'm painting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I ended up painting. I, I I had to paint for the last like week and a half last year because of that. So, well, that's the worst too. Cause like end of the summer, it's like the finally the time where you can like sit back and be like, holy shit! Like or I so you think I just accomplished this. <laughs> yeah, that's like, exactly it's, it's, it's so an you think. easy. It's an easy <laughs> week before I go back to school for most people, you know. And like just boom, slap in the face. Like no, you're actually going to be painting in 30 degrees for the next week and a half. But honestly, like historically, I've encountered like most of the problems in my summer, like in August. So I, I, I would say like, honest to God, like prepare for shit to hit the fan in August. Like I think John Morgan said, like when you hit August, you're only like 50% of your summer through. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of understand. Mentally, I think. Well, well yeah. It, 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 like, it's I, mentally and financially. Well, no, no, no. But like, I think he was talking more like mentally, like. I mean, you you shouldn't. Hopefully, you produce a little more than fifty percent of what you need well, to produce by August. So. <laughs> but like, I'm saying, like, like mentally, you're gonna encounter a lot of and and you're yourself. You yourself are like as soon as because as soon as you hit your sales goal, especially if you're not involved in production very much, you're gonna you're gonna totally just want to like turn off the jets and like take it easy, like sit back and relax for the rest of the year because that's like, you know, and if you can do that. Like if you're, if things are running that smoothly, then great. But like shit could hit the fan. Still need to be like on your toes. Wi- yeah. You need to be on your toes and like in a position where like if shit hits the fan, you're ready to react to it because yeah, yeah I think that's super true. Like, um, not necessarily, yeah, I wouldn't say like just mentally, but like that's where a lot of the problems come in because everyone starts to relax a bit and yeah, everyone's that's why. Yeah. yeah like it's 100% start why. to relax. They don't like, you know, like their effort level, like it's there, but it's not like the 125, 130 efficiency. Like now we're creeping back to like a hundred percent because they're just, they're tired. Like Connor said, like they see an end goal and like, they're going to complete the work, but like, they're not going to hustle through it because they've made the money they need to. Why work so hard when like you can kind of just, you know, get the work done on time and, and yeah. Well, and as a franchise, like franchisees are going to be tired too. Like I know, like you hit August and it's like, geez, it's like, like, hey, don't burn out, don't I'm burn out, so don't burn out. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, Jesus, like, are we done yet? Like, and that's where the mental, you know, like we're only fifty percent of the way there. Because, like, I totally agree with that statement. Because it's like, 
uh, yeah, I, I always find, I mean, with, with the exception of my first year, it's actually different now because in my first year we went to Mexico. I was going to so say, yeah, the, the Mexico break in August was both, it was both really relieving for some franchisees, but also for the franchisees that were still in town producing, it was just such a ball of stress. And I remember when, whenever we've been in Mexico, how stressed out a lot of the DMS would be as they would have office complaints and client complaints and everything rolling in because their operators were in Mexico having a good time phones in a safe somewhere and the people in town had that they, they just they got too comfortable and just tucking the phone in the safe apart. for the week <laughs> that's pretty much what you do it's like a picture perfect analogy Kinda of like do. what happens it's like yeah. you just get them you're like all right I don't have a business anymore. Let's well, they, go. Yeah, literally have a, no, no, no. They literally have a safe in the hotel room. Oh, yeah. That's literally what you do. Yeah. <laughs> I never produced in Mexico, actually, because I just like I my second year, I had one job and but like my first year and most of my second year outside of this one person that needed it done that week. I was just like, I just don't want to deal with any problems if they come up. So like I just avoided it altogether. But I mean, there's positives and negatives to that. Yeah. Right? My first year, we did two jobs jobs and honestly like i think i think my painters suffered more than i did because uh and it's funny because they they did it they completed it It was really well done we got paid they got paid like they collected the check but i think they were kind of mad at me because like i was so unavailable kind of thing yeah um but i mean this is like this is like besides the point but my point is is like it was different because I produced way less in my first year in August, like percentage wise. Like I think I, so August 2nd or whatever, like August 4th or whatever the deadline was, I was at 93,000 in production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by September, whatever, Labor Day, like by the last payroll, I had produced 102 or no, yeah. no, no, 103. Like it was like, I think it was like 10, cause you have to produce 10 grand after Mexico. And yeah. I think it was like 10,000. $170. That's, that's <laughs> like exactly. I remember like, my first year. Yeah. I, I produced $10,024 yeah. in August. <laughs> but like, that's, that's the thing is like without Mexico, like right I was now, like sweating. Like I was literally like sweating <laughs> to, to do 10 K in a month. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. that's the thing with the moving it though. Like the production capacity becomes so much harder. Cause it's, it's just another full month. Like instead of ha- just having to cross that 10 K like finish line, um, people see it as a whole month of like, hey, I can still get like, depending on your business size, I can still get like 80 grand in, in August. That's like significantly more money in my pocket, like between 20 and 30 grand in my pocket. You yeah. Know? Like, so, yeah. <laughs> like, that's why we say like August, like there's so much of the summer left. Like if you really want to push, there's so much time to like continue to do that. And you don't have like Mexico and then back for a week and then boat cruise. Like we have the whole month and then we leave on a Thursday when everyone probably doesn't want to work the last weekend of before school starts on the Monday. Yeah. So like just the ability to like have a larger business, have a more smooth running business, have everyone kind of naturally kind of like just phase out of your business back into school. Like I feel like is a lot more natural this way instead of, Hey, we're going to be here for the first week, but then I'm going to Mexico. So you guys are going to have to figure it all out for a week by yourselves. Then I'm back for a week, but then I'm gone again. So like the last month of August, like I feel when I started, uh, I feel like my painters probably like also like just were super confused and like it was probably really shitty like organization wise. I, I yeah. don't really recall because like yeah. I'm not in their in their shoes, but um, yeah. yeah. My DM in my first year, Megan, actually, she did a good job of scaring the shit out of me for it. 
Um, she basically yeah, she told does. me the worst of the absolute worst that could happen while I was away in Mexico. And so like we produced the entire week when I was gone. I, I think I had four painters working, but I spent it. I, it was probably like 20, 25 hours straight. Um, picking up ladders, moving them to job sites, leaving paint at every single job site that it needed to be at for the entire week and leave, picking up planners, telling my clients I was going to be in Mexico. So they was giving a different chain of command. I drove my one painter, Jake around and I showed him all the jobs beforehand. And then it ran so smoothly that I got back from Mexico and I was like, why the fuck haven't I been doing this the whole summer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> getting pushed into having to be more organized like significantly can improve things like that's what that's what we talked about last week is just like taking more on on your plate like can actually like help you be better overall because like you're just forced to have to be so much more efficient with your time Yeah, you know because like with this summer like with having natasha um there's like significant amount of time that i could have probably spent better and like working harder to say the least you know so um just having like such a tight schedule that you don't have that flexibility to kind of just like hang out for a day and not do anything or whatever um yeah it is it, definitely like helpful so that that's funny that like she scared the crap out of you and then you just decided to to get your stuff together yeah it's good though yeah she was good for that she had a, <laughs> she was she had a good way of, of scaring me into my place for things it was also funny when we went to mexico that year i was asking her i said hey how much money should i bring to mexico she's like oh bring about a thousand dollars i was like uh okay um i brought it everyone else had like two three hundred bucks and i spent about two three hundred dollars she just was trying to make sure it was super over prepared but she had a good argument for it though which really still stands that which is like a good reason to have produced in mexico when we did go was that if you were in Mexico, you could bring, say, $1,000, $1,500 and spend it on literally anything and know that when you were gone spending, say, $500,000, your painters were back home and you were making two, 3000 right? Did you just say spending And there was no guilt in spending anything. 500 to 1000 Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, obviously you're still spending the money, but, like, if you know you're bringing it back in, it's definitely a better feeling of, like, okay, I'm not just, like, spending and like being lazy and not having people working which is something that i did um but it's kind of counteracting and it makes you feel a bit more comfortable about being able to go out and do like that extra excursion or whatever you know Um, a lot of people like we go on the catamaran that's like just something you do but again that's like a 100 bucks right so like Like 70 or something yeah yeah having like having the money to spend on that stuff well i meant like canadian but yeah yeah yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, with regards to the, to the painters, like, why why did that topic come up with people? Like, is that something that a lot of your franchise owners are kind of seeing is like painter problems, or like is it just something that you've kind of noticed over the past years of like running your own business that you can kind of help people avoid? Honestly, it it, it came from came from my past years running the business, and it started my first year. Um, one of my painters was probably my one of my best painters his name was Alan um, he we were doing a job actually out in Medicine Hat two hours away from Lethbridge and we sat down for lunch and he just said hey Connor sorry to tell you I got a job offer I can't give up I'm this is my last like this is my last week essentially and 
I was in a really tough spot trying to fill his position. And then it kind of, it really taught me a lot. And that was also the same year that I think I said last time I was on here, I'd, I had a ton of turnover because I didn't really, I wasn't the best at managing people. So I, it bit me in the ass pretty hard not having the, not having people as backup. And then like my second, third, fourth year when I had little or even zero turnover my third and fourth year, I, it's just looking back and seeing what are the factors that influenced me having zero turnover? Like why did all my painters stay for so long? And what, when, and at what point in the year did they almost quit? Because every painter, there's a point in the year where you can look at every single painter and say, you almost quit on July 14th after you stripped some siding in the rain on Canada, (laughs) like (laughs) something along those lines. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, that, that, that's really important to kind of figure out the why. Yeah. My, uh, I was really surprised last year that I didn't have more turnover because like with, uh, with everything with COVID and all the grants that the government were giving, like I had very high expectations that I was going to lose a lot of people and I was like going to be consistently hiring people. But yeah, I was very lucky that the people that I hired kind of like understood that like having the job and having that on their resume and like they can still make more money going to work was, was huge. Cause you know, like you could sit on your ass and collect serve for two grand a month or you could work and make like 2,500 maybe like if, if you're working a lot but most likely closer to 2,000 after taxes are deducted so like you could either do nothing all summer and make the same yeah. amount yeah or like work all summer and like get the experience so yeah it, it's an interesting kind of like the why for people and understanding like why they're sticking around and why they didn't quit that day that they had like a horrible day you know yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, do you have any other like stories or anything from the last couple of weeks that you want to share? No big stories recently, I guess. It's been it's I think it's just your typical typical fires going on up in northern Alberta that are everyone deals with. But there's nothing really special, nothing nothing really story wise. It's not it's not like down in Lethbridge when I'd have a new story every week. No. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> How about you, Jacob? Outside of the sink and the painters, anything else that you've kind of been dealing with later uh, in the summer here? Well, like as we were talking, this guy that just started like three days ago just texted me saying he got another opportunity. Uh, of course. <laughs> and he's quitting. <laughs> you can't make it up. No, I can't. Who? His name's uh, Carson. He oh. like just started like two days ago like, or three days ago. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> he said like, I don't know, apparently it's more relevant to his degree or something so that's it's a fair yeah. fair excuse but there's only a month left so what exactly oh, is yeah. you know like what company is willing to take someone on like that to train them for a month <laughs> for a position that would be relevant for a I degree no idea. Right? It, it would have to be like an apprenticeship of some kind or like because like, I, I know in business going into like the year or two like maybe they're gonna have him work on weekends oh yeah 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 because i had a a client who actually asked me if I wanted to come do some marketing week out, uh, work on weekends for him because we were talking about what degree I had. And I was like, dude, I do not have time. Like, no. <laughs> He's like, well, it's just part time till November. And I was like, well, no, like still no. I'm good. Yeah. So that that sucks. Yeah. So, Jeez. so are you going to have to paint next week then? No. No? You're, you're good? No. Yeah. I'm, I'm still good. That's super crappy. <clears throat> yeah. It's annoying because, like, you put the time in. Well, I guess you probably not, but Brody puts the time in to train him. And, you know, like, it's a, it's a lot yeah. of work for them 
before they start. Like this girl who worked two days and quit, like I was like thinking about it. And I was like, okay, you spent six hours on our safety course. You spent probably two and a half hours on the painter's test, reading it and doing it. Then you had to drive out and find painter's pants. Um, yeah, like the that whole probably process. took an hour. And like you probably spent 30 or 40 bucks on pants. And then you had to come to the site and learn how to paint for a day. That's like a full like 20 hour investment for you to quit yeah. in one day. Like what? Yeah, like paint, like we try to make it as much so that it's not like the kind of thing where you come in, see how it is for a day and then like you know. I I know um doesn't uh I I think I've heard of I, I forget who does it, but I think somebody does that where they like literally have somebody come in for like a day and they they just get paid 8 hours and they just specifically like like, I don't even think they do any work, but they just see if this is for them. With John, right? Is it John? I think John said that's what he does with people. Is he, like... Before he runs them through the interne- interview yeah. process. Well, no, like, after they go through the interview process, I think he said. I, I don't know if it was I before or after, but, like, yeah, he would bring them around with one of his crew chiefs or with uh, Jocelyn. Yeah, for, like, and half a day. Yeah, so. and just show them, like, what the actual job looks like so he's not wasting his time, like, putting someone on a site that, like, obviously isn't in yeah. interested yeah. in that type of work. And then... He says he gets them working for a couple hours so that they can see it. Like, you know, it's like it it acts kind of as training. He gets like some free efficiency out of it, I think is what he said. I don't well, quote no, me on it. Well, no, he just pays him hourly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he pays him hourly. And then they actually get to see what the job looks like instead of just like you can paint a picture with words on an interview. But like until you're physically like, you know, on a 24 foot ladder painting fascia, like you're not going to really know what that looks like. I do like in the, like when I hire people on like interview process, everything else, like I try to make it very clear. This is a hard. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Like I literally, like I almost like unsell it to people. Like I'm like, I'm like, this sucks. Like, no, I don't say it sucks, but like I, like it can be a pretty tough job. You know, that's exactly what we do for franchisees too. (laughs) It's like, Oh, this is going to be, this is going to be hard. This is going to be one of the hardest things you do. And then the same thing, the painters. Yeah. You're going to have to be on ladders. It can be really scary at times because you want to draw out the people who are going to try to justify it in their favor, who are going to want to try to say, Oh, that's okay. I can do that. I'm good at that. Whatever. Right. Yeah. You think you can work on a 30 foot ladder? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, cool. cool. Onwards, so like, no, no. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever worked on a ladder? No. Have you ever like been on a roof? Well, I, I went on my roof. How high is it? I don't know, like 10 feet, like one story. Oh, okay. So like, why do you think you'd be good at 30 feet? Yeah. Well, I like <laughs> my, my favorite is when people say they've been on like a six foot step ladder before. And so they check the box. I've worked on ladders before. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, have you ever been on an extension <laughs> yeah, ladder though? Very different like, things. No, but I've been on like six foot i'm like no it's a lot different like even even a 15 foot a frame ladder completely different from a a 15 foot extended ladder you know like i think i'd rather be on an extended ladder than a 15 foot a frame i don't know why have you ever been on a 15 foot a frame yeah once I set it up to like help my I mom like change her lights i thoroughly disagree with you i have a franchise is about to rent one right now they're crazy <laughs> They're massive. I, I I did it to help change my they're mom's lights. They're hard to. They're hard to because usually they're like grade one. Like they're they're awkward as fuck. But like because they don't extend or unextend. But like honestly, like I feel like way more stable on like an A frame. Do you? Yeah. Well, they're more stable. Well, if it's flat ground, I guess. Yeah. Like extension ladders are literally built to like bounce. Like. Fair. You know. Yeah. But either way, it's just like. A six foot A frame, not even close to being comparable to an extension. <laughs> like yeah, so. yeah, it's, no. it's uh, the interview process. Like, yeah, like I, I think John's way, especially at his level, is like very 
like a very efficient way of like weeding out people who are actually not interested in that. Yeah, I, I think. Well, I mean, obviously, you have to do like those bigger numbers to judge because that's like quite the cost. Yeah, and, yeah. and especially since he operates year round too, so it's a really important thing to mention course, that yeah, it like, for him, so it, it, it's a lot more worth it to bring people on for a day or two days because they're going to be around for an an undetermined amount of time which exactly yeah like it, it's a lot harder to do that in student works because like, like you said you might not have the capital you might not have the size of business that can support that kind of energy or money and then also you have to think is it super worth it to do that with x number of candidates when yeah to just drag them around on job sites all day. And then also who's gonna be dragging them around? If you're a production manager, maybe. If it's you, that's a day that you are taking away from running the business. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, yeah. Like I said, it's, it's a great thing to do, but like not if you're running 100,000, 200, 300, even like 400. Like, a, what do you think? I mean, like f maybe five, six, seven like, i mean i think around like you're making enough money around 400 that you like i could see like it being you could i could see it, the arguments really for viable yeah because you're like making so much money spending a couple hundred bucks it's it, i feel like it's just kind of like the same kind of investment in recruiting like you're spending yeah a couple yeah, hundred yeah. bucks to like wean out people who aren't actually serious and like find your all-stars um so instead of spending like fifteen hundred dollars on recruiting you can kind of lump in this extra five hundred dollars of like four hour yeah. days with people and call it a flat two thousand like i could see it like making sense like okay i yeah, would say yeah. like three three hundred and up yeah but anything under that i would say like it's uh probably it's, not it's an expense that like maybe yeah. maybe wouldn't be expense it, not just like financial but like also time like connor mentioned because it's like who's it gonna be is it gonna be you is it gonna be a production manager either way like you're you're doing that instead of your production manager going to be doing that instead of test patches or calling clients or yeah getting louder like it's like you know there's obviously the time cost to it so but yeah like yeah i mean that'd be cool like i just wanted to make that clear so that people don't think like we're saying we should do that but yeah everyone yeah everyone should do it no <laughs> yeah. yeah like even this week like having natasha have to fill in for that person who quit um I know she's taken on like a lot more stress and like she can't do everything that she should be doing. So now she's going to have to like work on the weekend to make it up. So like, yeah, like if you're, if you're removing someone that's crucial to your business, like away from what they should be doing, um, definitely like a huge, uh, change up on like where your time's being invested. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, hmm. I don't have any other stories from, from this past week. It's just kind of been a, I think like the the painter talk is like super relevant because this last three weeks have been like absolute hell for me for people losing like losing people and like I know I've mentioned it before, um, so I, yeah I think it's it's very important to like kind of not get too comfortable because, um it like it really like significantly can cause a lot of stress to you but also it, like really impacts your business and, um, I've I've had to call a couple clients and like tell them we're moving their dates and like we're getting to the end part of the summer. So they get like pretty stressed about like, is it going to get done? Is it going to get done this summer? Is like, it going to get done? Well, like, yeah. do I have to find someone else to do it because we have to move this? And yeah. it's like, no, like I just like, unfortunately lost a team member. So like, we're gonna have to push this a week and they're like, okay, but like, what if it rains then, then I'm going to get pushed another week. And then like, maybe if you don't have time then, then like now everyone's going back to school and you can't do it. See, that's funny. Cause <laughs> I, have, I have like the opposite. I have a couple clients that are like, no, like last week of August, we want to do it. It's like, 
I, I have two jobs that are the last week of August. Yeah, like two full exteriors, and they're like, no. And I'm the re their reasoning is they have like flowers and they like to garden, or whatever. So like the rest of the year we're not able to do it because they don't want us to fucking do anything to their flowers. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like so I'm I'm like, well, what if it rains that week? Like we're actually fucked, you know? Yeah. Because like, they're big jobs. Like, they're, yeah. it's not like a small job that I could do like on a weekend you know in september like the last week of, of, of august i have a 154 hour project like and like i have <laughs> i've exterior I've, yeah exterior. wow see yeah. that's the thing if it was like interior it's like oh that's fine like, right like what if it fucking rains like all right you're fucked <laughs> yeah and they're like yeah that's the only time they can do it because they, they had a shit ton of stuff fixed on their house like rotten wood and like all this landscaping and like they're like we'll be done middle of august and then you can power wash that week and then we can paint the next week and i was like yeah. yeah, like I like we'll <laughs> we'll have to like that's that's what we're doing. But like yeah, it's uh I can it's, and and the the lucky thing is like I'm gonna be producing into September a bit. So like if we get pushed, like we get pushed. But like if I wasn't let's say producing into September, like yeah, like it would be like end game. Like you guys are waiting till next summer. Sorry, kind of thing. Yeah, it's 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 really tricky. Yeah, because I mean I I'm I'll I'll be producing in September as well. But like the crew that quit yesterday like was supposed to be my main crew that was going to produce in September. So, Oh, they were working September. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Cause they're, they're not in, like in school. So they were able to work full time in September. So like that's Fuck. kind of a dagger. I don't really have anyone else that can work full time at this time in September. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just like stressful. Cause it's like, you know, what if it rained? Like that's so, that's just cutting it so close, you know, but like, yeah, well, yeah, and I have a lot of staff who, like, want that last week of the summer off. Yeah, that too. So, like... Yeah, because the last week, it's, like, most people are, like, Ugh. Like, I want to go camping, or, like, <laughs> I got to get, like, I got to get better and, like, Sorry. ready for school and, and stuff like that, you know? So, it's, like, A, like, you lose a lot of production capacity, but B, like, it's, uh, like, you have shit to get done and like, very limited time at that point in the year. And, like, if a project gets pushed from the week before, now you're on, like, a pretty tight deadline to, to get everything done before they go back to class. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm sure you're probably going through that too, Connor. You're like watching people, and you're like, "Hey, please don't overbook yourself." Like, that's ex- that's exactly it. And I, <laughs> I keep having flashbacks to my second year too, when I had it was a twenty-two thousand dollar commercial project that was supposed to be completed in the week between um, Mexico and Bocruz, and it was I don't even know. I remember how many hundreds of hours. It was a massive building, and. <laughs> the masonry guys they were supposed to pour the yeah so they were pouring all of the cement around the building and they they took longer to get to it so it obviously pushed us back and it pushed it back into september when all my painters were back in school so <laughs> i got to have my painters go and do a small portion of it when we were up at bokers i talked them into it and then i had to produce the rest of that job on like before school evenings weekends for september and into october but with how unpredictable the weather is i I ran into i think it was like the one of the last days it was i was working on the very front of the building i think it was late september um very front of the building and there was no no the the clear clear skies in the forecast supposed to be perfect all day it was just gonna be gorgeous i got there at five i sprayed up about a thousand dollars worth of product to the front of this building and it took me however many hours it was like noon at the time and the skies were perfectly blue suddenly it was cloudy (laughs) cloudy and storming and the product that i was using it took 
forever to dry, especially because it was low, a lower temperature. So over the next hour, I got to sit there and watch and just have a little breakdown in the parking lot as the rain just washed all the paints off the front of this building onto the freshly poured concrete. So it's just whenever jobs get pushed back like that, you you don't <laughs> you you need to be very careful with it because you just like you said, you never know how the weather's going to react. You never know what's going to happen, and you really don't want to be in that position to be producing while you're in school or to be um, having to to deal with any of those things. Well, yeah, like when you go back to school, like I feel like people who are trying to push that last 10 grand in school, it's like just it's not worth it. Like, no. uh, Yeah. Like it's just I've seen lots of people do it. (laughs) Yeah. It just affects your studies. Like you are like beyond stressed because like you're starting school, you're trying to be like 100 percent into school. Like you should be trying to do everything that you're doing at 100 percent, obviously. Like well, that's when client complaints happen too. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Like, like I talked to Brooklyn about it, and she's like, you know, she's got a couple of people who are going to school, and you know, they want to produce into September, and she's just worried because, like, yeah, you can't give your full attention, and people get really frustrated when they call you and like you're in class or something, and they can't get a hold of you for like five hours, you know, when they have an issue, and and that's and then what they do, they call the office, and then it's just like fucking, you know. Funny office complaint I got uh, yesterday. I, uh, sorry, just to go off topic, but I had a client who we tried to schedule in June and it was too soon. They told me like, we don't want it done till August, call us late July, you know, um, we can reschedule then. And funny enough, like yesterday I was scheduling all my projects for, for August that like had been pushed. So there was like three jobs. It was like very few, but a couple jobs. And I just like rescheduled it. I left the house to go to a quote at four o'clock. And I was on the phone with uh, Natasha. We were just talking about projects for the week. And like 3.15, she called me or whatever. And like I was on the phone. So I just let to go to voicemail. I like, I have like the the text voicemail. So I like read it as I was on the phone. And I was like, oh, cool. That's funny that she called me. Like I just put her in the schedule. Call her when I'm off this call. And then I get an office complaint come through from that person like five minutes later saying like, we've been trying to get a hold of him. Like he hasn't told us our date. And I was like, what the you talking I love about that. i was like you've given me seven minutes to get back to you and you told me to call you late july it's not even like well it's kind of late july now but it's like just late july it's like barely, just barely, late barely, july like barely. by like yesterday yeah so it, it was just funny and i texted jordan i was like hey by the way that's like not a complaint like that is uh something that is not a problem like i just scheduled her i texted her because i saw the voicemail like I don't know how she got a call to the office between when she called me and when I got back to her, but she did. So don't worry about it. It's all good. Um, <laughs> but I was just like, uh, some people it, it's, well, I, I got, uh, so, so this is, um, I think I told you about this, you know, how I had the, the, the check, uh, that guy that like disappeared. Remember I told you about that? Um, like, like a couple weeks ago, like he just like, end of the job we were gonna do a walk around he just like took off and like we couldn't get a hold of him like tried to go to his house knocked on his door guy wasn't answering like he just washed off the face of the earth (laughs) so i'd left this guy like several voicemails brody had also left him a couple brody also gone to his house like different times of the day to like you know try and knock we couldn't get a hold of him so finally last week i email him and and we're like this has been going on for like a month so I email him I'm like, hey, client, we're going on four weeks without being able to contact you regarding the final payment and a walkthrough of the painting that we completed. Please call me at my number so that we can organize the time to get everything squared up. 
as it has been some time, I would really appreciate your promptness. So a little bit of like salt. I was like, you know, like, come on, dude, like, let's go. <laughs> well, the next morning he phones me and like, like literally. And, and so I assumed, I don't know, I don't know if he like read this or whatever, but he called me and he's like, yeah, there's actually some touch-ups on the fascia and, you know, but other than that, like it looks good and like we're ready to go. And I was like, okay, cool. Like we're happy to do the touch-ups. Like, you know, Brody will come by. So I thought it was good. Well, last night I get this email from him and he goes, uh, Hey Jacob, I almost posted a response to this that the world could see. So I'm not sure what that means, but probably a Google review, I guess. Yeah. He goes, you didn't finish your job and you put it on me. I'm an educator and that's why I hired you. I hope you learn from this. I was going on a job that wasn't finished and was being patient. Learn from this. No need for response. <laughs> like, okay, dude, are you, f- <laughs> like, are you, <laughs> it's just pushing that you. stuff just like makes my blood boil when I get like, learn from this when I don't need to learn from this. Like, what do I learn? Like, yeah, like he wasn't responding. You thought everything was good. He finally responds saying there's some touch-ups. And and I even, I even said in the, in the email, like previously, like, Hey, we want to do a walk around and then final payment. Yeah. Like, cause we, cause my issue was we couldn't even do a walk around with him. Like we didn't even, we finished the job. We went to get him. He was gone. (laughs) Nowhere to be found. You know, like, it's not like I was like, Hey, pay me. Like, no, like I, and then when he called me and told me there was stuff to do, I said, no worries. Like, and we went and did it. But anyways, yeah, I don't know. That stuff just like drives me nuts. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Like it's just, you try your best, you know, to be good communication and everything. And sometimes like maybe you miss the mark a little bit, but yeah, when it's uh like such a short timeline or like whatever between like the two communications and it causes a problem. It's like, it's very frustrating. It's like, well, and like I'd already paid my, I, I, cause it'd been like all over a month. Like I'd already paid my painters. We'd, you know, paid for the paint. Like I, you know, I just wanted to get paid. Like yeah, of course. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I had a client like that. They really got a town but for a week and it was payroll day, like Monday. And then Natasha finally got a hold of her and she's like, sorry, I've been away. Like I've been away for the last two weeks. She's like, well, yeah, like, I assume I've tried to call you, like, five times. And she, she was but, like, like, why can't you just let me know about that? Or, like, well, she, it was, it was funny. Like, it was kind of like your guy. Like, she literally, like, we were, we were painting the fence. She got up and she's like, hey, like, we're going out. <laughs> and then, like, just yeah. disappeared for two weeks. Like, Th- this guy on, a, it, on yeah. a vacation. Out where? <laughs> this guy, when he left, he, like, made it seem like he was going to be, like, like, he was running to the store and he'd be back and, like, could, like he literally said he, he's, he's like yeah i'll just be back you know he didn't say anything and brody's like yeah whatever like we're just finishing up <laughs> and like and then he was gone like that's i don't ridiculous. know where he went that's funny and uh and then the, but the biggest thing for me is he's like i was being patient and waiting for you what do you mean so you were just getting my messages and you're like oh i'll just keep waiting for him he'll show up here one day and complete the touch-ups that i know and he doesn't know about like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, yeah, just, it's just like it's communication on both sides, right? Yeah. Like it was like you had no idea it was even an issue that there was touch ups and he was just like patiently waiting for you to come and finish the work. And yeah, like but you thought it was done. Like that's yeah, that's funny. But I just <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it was just like I don't know. But it's how it goes sometimes. No, Clients. that's that's very fair. <laughs> uh, well, like do you have any uh any kind of closing thoughts at all, Connor? I think that's all i got to kind of talk about today but do you have any like closing kind of thoughts at all yeah i I need to run off pretty soon here too but 
Um, I guess just uh, just a last little little word to everybody. I guess to piggyback off of your last episode in our Zoom call last week, just treat everybody. We want to want to make sure that everyone is still going to be treating every aspect of their business as if it were still May, as if they were still in that really giddy, fresh mindset, and they hadn't hit that point of complacency yet. Because as as we've said multiple times. And with Jacob losing a painter, like a prime example is he being, him being a, a phenomenal employer and it still happened to him, um, you can lose people. You can have client miscommunications. And when you were talking about Mexico, one of the things that we were joking about was a lot of client complaints. And those are straight up the result of people getting lazy and not doing what they need to do. But you always have to ask yourself of the complaints and the issues that you're going to be having coming this, this upcoming month, how many of those issues were preventable? How many of those things could have been solved by just communicating better with one of your clients or with one of your painters or with it's, anything it's, along the line? It's all about, it's all about like empathy, you know, like when you even like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's so hard sometimes, but like, like, especially when you feel like thoroughly that like you're being reasonable and they're not honestly like most client complaints just derive from like you not empathizing with the client and like putting putting yourself in them sh- in their shoes right like like it's like even even with the story i just told you know like you know, <laughs> trying to see it from this guy's point of view i'm sure like from his point of view he's like you know this guy's being a dick you know he's trying to like get paid and like getting mad at me for not paying him when like the work wasn't done and it's like i'm sure from his point of view that's that's what it seemed yeah. yeah like and and really that's all that matters you know is is, uh, is the way he feels so yeah 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 that's a great point yeah i think just making sure that you're still trying to put in 100 percent, and like really like making sure that you're like always kind of thinking of things in other people's shoes is super important because one way that you might see something might not be a way that the other person's kind of seeing it right? yeah exactly yeah and and that's like that's the really like the pillar of like good communication is just like understanding where they're coming from you know? yeah and and trying to empathize like you said yeah 100 yeah, percent. bad communication happens when two people just don't understand where the other one's coming from and they're not making an effort to understand it either you know yeah so yeah yeah no it's awesome well i think this was a great first episode with you on here connor we're really excited to kind of continue with the rest of uh the podcast as you uh, as a new member and uh mm-hmm. we look forward to chatting again next week definitely thank you guys for having me on no worries have a good rest of your week Hey listeners, thank you for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to click the subscribe button and give us a follow at The Edge Pod on Instagram. We hope you have an amazing week, push for your goals, and remember, stay off your ass.